Hello, everybody, and welcome to my podcast series called The Power of Pain. My name is Elizabeth Berrocal, and I'm a mental health therapist specializing in women's issues and EMDR therapy in private practice in San Antonio, Texas. I have studied, researched, and traveled all over the world, and I am hoping to share my expertise and share my experience to help guide individuals in finding their meaning and their purpose in life. My goals and desires in this podcast are to speak about how we, as people, go through many painful periods throughout the course of our lifetime, and how we can successfully come out on the other side of the pain through self-transformation. I'm looking forward to being on this journey of self-discovery and transformation with you. Follow me into the next few episodes as we learn to harness the power of pain. This is Elizabeth, and thank you for joining me today on the podcast series, The Power of Pain, Episode 3, You Drive Me Crazy. If you've been following me in my episodes, you will know that I speak often on pain and how we choose where it goes and how to harness it so that we can use it to benefit us emotionally in every way. By popular request, I want to talk about some of the most difficult and painful lessons of all. A failed relationship with a person who seems impossible in every aspect and the one whom no matter how hard you try with, you just keep failing. The one where you feel torn between their love and their pain, between staying or leaving, the ones which they bring this intense confusion where you doubt your own perceptions and abilities to think clearly and finding yourself doing and saying things that are way out of your ordinary. Oftentimes asking yourself if you're the crazy one. Many women come into my office very deep in crisis with their significant other and really wanting to get out of a relationship that is just too toxic for them to bear. And they're truly torn between the idea of loving them and of leaving them. If you don't know what a narcissist is, or a person with narcissistic personality traits, the classic textbook definition is a person that has this inflated sense of self-importance. They exaggerate their achievements. They expect to be recognized as superior. They're preoccupied with these fantasies of success and brilliance, power, beauty, love, these people believe that they are special and can only be understood by or should associate with other special people. A narcissist has this sense of entitlement and this unreasonable expectation of favorable treatment. They're exploitive, they're manipulative, and they take advantage of others to achieve their own means. Also, it's important to remember that a narcissist lacks empathy and is unwilling to identify with the needs of others. It's important to realize that a lot of us may harbor a little bit of these personality traits, but that doesn't make a narcissist. Therapists like myself, we look at the long-term behavioral patterns of these type of people, and I believe the most important key factor in spotting a narcissist is the one that lacks empathy. Because when a person is unable to empathize with another person's pain, 
it boils down to the fact that their ego remains the most important of all aspects. What strikes me as most odd in speaking and interacting with a narcissist is the fact that many times they know what they are, and yet they see nothing wrong with their behavior of treating people cruel, making exceptions to their behavior, and finding it okay to live like that the rest of their lives. Because nobody else matters to them the way they matter to themselves. These are the people that have their own best interest at heart. And at the start of your relationship with them, you're head over heels in love. Because by nature, a narcissist are passionate people. And when they set their sights on you, you will be theirs. But here's the caveat that you are there strictly for the fulfillment of their own desires of you. And when they're done with you, they'll completely and utterly shut you down. It is a love not of another person, but of themselves. The intense, positive attention and sexual satisfaction throughout the relationship with a narcissist leads a person to believe that they're in love and that they're loved. It's the objective of a narcissist to enjoy this uncommitted pleasure of us, where winning is their main goal and they manipulate in any way possible to win love and the admiration of you and those around. Remember, these people are willing to do what it takes to win and encompass some amazing social skills that make us believe that we are loved by them deeply. And in the beginning, a narcissist will pursue with this incredible and intense energy, which to many of us, it's flattering, especially when we're lacking this zest in other aspects of our lives. And then, as the intimacy grows with a narcissist, they lose interest. Or when your expectation changes with them, or you ask them to do work for you or for the relationship, they shut down because it was never about you. It was always about them. They won their game. And when the actual work of maintaining a good relationship is needed, they jump ship. They are vicious in their approach at turning the tables, at making everything your fault, never owning up or even admitting what their part in the breakdown of the relationship was. Sometimes to add more confusion and frustration, they give a little to make you think they're still in the game and after hooking you again, they remove themselves completely and leave you in broken pieces again. You can identify this relationship as one that never grows. It never moves forward. And it stays stagnant in the same process over and over again. You're on that hamster wheel of the same arguments over the same things again and again. Because a narcissist will never change. Because it's always your fault. This breakup leaves a person in pieces, oftentimes questioning what exactly they did so wrong. And with a narcissist, it just doesn't end there. Their repulsive behavior leaves no room for discussion, nor do they communicate. They will just shut you down cold, becoming critical and angry when they feel challenged and they're not getting their way. Usually they take the cowardly way out and ghost you or just suddenly just shut you down. In therapy, there are several terms we use such as gaslighting and stonewalling when we deal with personality traits of narcissists and those centered around their own egos. 
Gaslighting, it's a form of psychological manipulation in which a person plants little seeds of doubt that make you question your own perceptions, your judgment, your sanity, and even your own memory. When these planted seeds begin to grow, they become the very foundation of low self-esteem. We question and we doubt everything that's said to us because for as many truths as they may have said, there are equal amount of lies and perhaps more. Self-doubt becomes our biggest enemy when we're gaslit from someone else. Stonewalling. This is the refusal to communicate or to cooperate in any way. Stonewalling a person causes anger, disgust, and can be infuriating to the point where shutdown of the other person is achieved. I believe that this is the most cowardly of all actions because it speaks in action the true meaning of what you really meant to that person in all reality. But let us begin to kind of see the positives in both stonewalling and gaslighting. Although stonewalling is the most manipulative of behaviors, we can use this to our advantage. Simply, the behavior of a narcissist leaves us no other choice than to leave. And when we do, we begin to change rapidly. Gaslighting is a little trickier to get out of, mainly because the seeds of self-doubt, they're already sown. And it doesn't mean we can't get rid of it. It means that we have to work extra hard in order to reframe our thought process into not giving in to the self-doubt. I speak often on intuition and that tiny, almost silent little voice that goes off when a narcissist enters our realm, especially if we are empathic people, because a narcissist will always be drawn to an empath, creating the most toxic of duos. The narcissist is this energy vampire to an empath and can be extremely dangerous to a person that's a giver because a narcissist always takes. Going back to intuition, we must trust it and listen for it and go into the direction of what is going to bring peace and understanding to ourselves. Letting go of the people who are not willing to love us is one of the hardest things that you'll ever have to do. But it's also the most important thing you will learn to do. It's very hard to stop giving love to those who do not deserve it or having hard conversations with those who don't want to change or showing up for those who are indifferent to our presence. It's in our instinct, especially those who are empaths and givers, to really try hard to earn these good graces of those around us. But in doing so, we're actually giving our precious energy and our space, our time and our presence away. We must believe that each of us are worthy of time, love, and the space of another person whom we love, and learn that when it's not shown, we must leave. When we begin to transform and to grow, we also begin to manifest this very different energy. We have a new joy and we have new interests, and we begin to move into a space of deep sincerity, of vulnerability, and of authenticity. And there will be people willing to meet us in this space because they're like us. These are the people that help cultivate our gardens. 
And just like in any garden, we plant our roses, our lilies, and all the other beautiful flowers. But at the same time, we must pull out the weeds that harbor our growth, that steal our nutrients, that steal our water, and most importantly, that steal our sunshine. And this promotes healing and growth from a disastrous time with a disastrous person. The truth is, is that you're not for everyone and not everyone's for you. And be okay with that because this is what makes our lives and our existence so spectacular. By weeding out the weeds, we find a deeper sense of meaning and power in ourselves and we begin to exude this energy. We attract quality people around us who believe the same way about themselves and of you. It's at this point is when you will begin to enjoy deeper friendships, deeper relationships, and deeper love. They may be with fewer people, but that's okay because it will always be about quality and not quantity. Leave the narcissist in their swamps because it doesn't mean that you ruined a relationship. It means that the only thing that held the relationship together was your energy and your energy alone is not enough to keep it afloat. In this, you must realize that if you stop loving this person tomorrow, tomorrow the love would dissolve. That is not love, that's attachment. I want to close by challenging you to think and to decide what type of love you're worthy of and what you deserve. Remember that you deserve a lifetime of real friendship, a genuine love with no strings attached, and more so love from healthy and happy people who know and understand what you bring to the table. Thank you for tuning in and follow me into future upcoming episodes as we have more eye-opening and informative conversations. Goodbye for now.